0: The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagon Halls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagon Hall's and the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Yes, this is a segment of Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thank you so much for stopping by. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and you are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And I am flanked today as always by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, what key do we have this week? Uh, we are in key eight, which is uh, no seasonal exception. This is a critical key for this time of year. Because of the holiday season, and we'll talk about why that is on today's show. We also have to have, because it's part of the formatics, <laughs> dargonit. it, uh, we have to have our moolah word of the day. And uh, so it has to do with uh, movement in the marketplace. So that's your hint Your teaser for today's Moolah, Mm -hmm. Word of the Day. And uh, so we also have our uh, key as well as our money drama. And I think that instead of doing a specific money drama, we'll just talk in terms of what season we are in, as in the holiday season, regardless of your religious affiliation or lack of affiliation, because Seinfeld created Festivus, the celebration for the rest of us, so to speak. (laughs) So no matter what uh, your religious or uh, uh, spiritual affiliations are, it is the season for spending. That's for certain. Yeah, and so sure. we'll talk about that as our money drama and we'll incorporate that in this week's key. But I also want to key you into uh, this week's interview on our sister show, Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I guess it's more the parent show right? It's the mama? It's it's the mama, yeah. Okay. So, Unlock Your Wealth Radio at unlockyourwealthradio.com. You can find our interview for this week, which is really great and kind of timely, is uh, we have Sam McElroy joining us. We're going to talk about the zero savings rate. So, 10 years ago or so, like just before the crisis hit, we were at a negative savings rate. And now, you know, I mean, we started moving forward as people realized they overbought when they, they bought their homes, or they shouldn't have bought, when they should have stayed as as tenants uh, in, a, in a renter situation, it would have been more advantageous for them. And so regardless of what the learning curve was, people started to say, but now we have new reports that we're back at a negative savings rate. And so Sam's going to join us wow. at Unlock Your Wealth Radio uh, to talk about that, For that uh, going, coincides with this week's key. So be sure to tune in to Unlock Your Wealth Radio for that. So moolah word of the day. Moolah word. Okay. Moolah word is contraction. And we're not talking about pregnancy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we're talking a market contraction. Um, and a contraction is a period, so we're talking in times. A period of general economic decline. Contractions are often part of a business cycle coming after an expansionary phase and before a recession. Mm -hmm. So we see an expansion, a contraction, and then a recession. Cool. In that order. That's where you would find it in, in the economic cycles. Never heard it used that way. So, yeah, so the, a market contraction is when money gets taken out of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, uh, people sense. start holding cash positions or people are spending less. So, it, it, it's a general term um, that can deal not only with the size and de- breadth and depth of the Investment marketplace, but it all can also refer to goods and services. You know, like spending sprees. Remember uh, when interest rates first dropped, everybody treated their homes like ATM machines, and they went out and started blowing money, and it stimulated. So we saw an expansion in our economy, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that clearly is not sustainable. And so then the market, thusly, contracted. Yeah. And then we had, you know, and, and a lot went in to do that quantitative easing, you know, taking money or adding money to the money supply, which was creating more inflation. So there's a lot of factors that caused the market contraction that we experienced before this recession. Mm-hmm. But I would safely say that either people have gone back into denial about things being so bad or we're in a better place. Mm-hmm. And I would personally believe we're in a better place, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, lessons are short lived when it comes to behavior. <laughs> and so either we've learned our lesson and the economy's on the uptick or depending on who you talk to, uh, that, uh, we've just forgotten about the sting and we've gotten back into our old habits. So how's that for straddling the yeah. fence? <laughs> Either we're moving forward or we're moving back. That's my prediction. The centrist. (laughs) There you go. I like to think of it as straddling the fence. You know, when you are in the investment marketplace, they have these things called straddles. And it's when you buy a put and an option to protect yourself on either side of the fence. So you're straddling the price. So anyway, uh, so uh, that's what a market contraction or what contraction means. So when you hear that bantied about, you are now that much wiser. I like that, bantied about. Yeah. I've got the colorful vernacular. Sounds Irish, bantied about. Does it? You know, I was having an interesting conversation with my cousin today. Um, He called to talk about the election and, and we were talking about... I don't even know how we got into the historical significance, but we we got on a Lincoln for some reason. Right. And uh, so this is something that I didn't know. And he, he was sharing with me is that, you know, um, uh, Lincoln was going to get assassinated anyway because he dragged the war on too long. But because of the session of those senators, when they voted— to free the slaves it wasn't a true vote of everyone it we might not have freed the slaves if it was a, a legitimate vote I, it, which, which i thought was interesting you know because all those senators had left when 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 the southern states seceded from the union right and what was interesting and it, it kind of plays into your you saying the irish thing is what made me think about it is because he was saying that that If those plantation owners would have actually looked at what the costs were to maintain slaves versus hiring Irishmen at six cents an hour and not had to house them and feed them and provide medical attention and stuff like that, it would have been way cheaper. Yeah. Because depend, depend, I mean, I mean, he thinks that slavery would have went away eventually because of the high cost of maintaining slaves. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of an interesting little thing that yeah. he brought up yeah. in your Irish comment. Made me think about it because he goes, you could have hired an Irish man for six cents an hour. I'm like, <laughs> six cents? That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing what, what people worked for back then. I know. It's just crazy. And it's crazy how, you know, you know if you look at the rate of inflation and all of that stuff, it's yeah. just... Enough with the digression, because this is a heavy topic we need to talk about today. It seems like, no seasonal exceptions, like it's a scolding thing, but it actually has pretty great ramifications. So, we really need to talk about this week's key. So, we are now in our eighth key. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so glad to have you. We hope you gain some value out of this week's key. And we encourage you to visit our website at keystoriches.com so you can download past episodes and get the full Keys to Riches financial philosophy and... If you're so inclined, you can also visit or sign up for our free video course. You can take the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy and you can go one key a week and learn the keys with video illustrations. So it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How we have that. And so that used to be our big paid course. Mm-hmm. And uh now we've uh, we've made it available to everyone. Um and then, you know, because we've added other stuff, we've and so so that's our financial literacy course. Now we also have our uh uh financial fluency which is not mastering the language and then financial mastery, which means you are good at all things investing. And it'll tell you how to exponentially build wealth, and that's building at the kind of speed of light, so to speak, in our master's course. Uh, but we encourage you to learn uh, financial literacy for zero, for on us, for free. Hmm. A very good four-letter F word, (laughs) if I might say, if I might say so myself. So for those of you who are just joining us to acquaint you with our Keys to Riches, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And last week we did break the budget. And so uh, to touch a little bit going backwards, um, the reason why this key is so important is we broke our budget. We learned that budgets are bad because they're about lack and about sacrifice and doing without. And that we know that abstention versus election is a completely different mindset that, that sets you up for failure. And, and so simply what I mean by that is abstaining from something, whether it's budgeting, dieting, you name it, by not allowing yourself to participate in something, especially without replacing it with something else, more positive, makes you focus on what you don't have. And so it's so we have to learn how to choose, and that's where taking motion out of the picture kind of comes in um, uh, as well our key five. and so we have to learn to allow ourselves give us give give ourselves the permission to have something, but elect to do it at a later time. Yes, I can have that piece of chocolate cake. I'm just not going to have it right now. I can have it later. And just like when we make commitments for later or tomorrow, it never comes. (laughs) Because when tomorrow gets here, it's uh, now again. The same thing with later. When later gets here, it's now again. And so we know, so I'll do it later. I'll do it later. (laughs) Later never comes. Tomorrow never comes. Because we're all about the here and now based on our biological approach to money management. And uh, our instinctive behavior is to survive first. And so with that natural negativity bias, we're always looking for danger. We're looking to avoid painful situations. and We're looking toward pleasurable ones. And uh, this key is critical because, I mean, who doesn't like the holidays? It's, you know, you get caught up in them. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's an emotional time, you know, under the auspices of it being a familial time. Uh, for some folks, that's pleasant. <laughs> for others, it's an excruciating exercise <laughs> in futility. Uh, but uh, ideally, you know, the holidays are, are festive and we want to be a part of it, which means additional spending, whether we're hosting parties or attending parties or giving gifts and stuff like that. And it's cyclically uh, a problem. For financial freedom, because if we constantly participate at the enthusiasm and financial level we have in the past, it can be detrimental. It can materially affect our ability to to create wealth for ourselves. And it's all about an instinctive moment. Um, When, when we do things and we have to learn a little bit about giving and receiving first before we really talk about how do we solve that. And uh, I always like to invoke the rules of etiquette and manners and good breeding and for this key, because that is what protects your financial future. So who thought that being fashionable and appropriate and, and uh, extolling the virtues of, manners and etiquette would help your finances, Staving but it does. Money, yeah. It's, it's not just a social requirement. It's a financial freedom requirement to be able to, you know, abstain mm-hmm. or to I'm not abstain, but be able to refrain mm-hmm. from excessive participation in the season. So I'd like to start by saying that we create this problem for ourselves. We go into debt, around a holiday or a special occasion or a significant life event, and then by the time we dig ourselves out of that financial hole, then we're right back into it again because we haven't used our foresight and planning to get us there. So that's what this key is all about, is strategically planning for special occasions you know, uh, life events and being able to navigate that successfully in case you have some surprise or unexpected ones, mm-hmm. you know, unplanned pregnancies are always those, you know, uh, a new friend with a birthday that, that, uh, comes relatively early on, but you want to honor or commemorate them, you know, uh, so there's all of these things that kind of go into this key that we have to be thinking about. And so, um, for us to go into debt every year at Christmas is a preponderance to me of lack of planning, uh, because December 25th never moves. It's that not like happens every year. Is it like It's not like you know Thanksgiving is kind of a floating deal. It's the third Thursday, so maybe you're off by a week or two. But if it's Christmas today, we know with certainty. Based on the calendar, that it will be here again in another 364 days. So, if you save a dollar a day, you got $364 to spend on Christmas presents. That's yes, assuming that you wait until Christmas Eve to shop. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll have like 360 <laughs> if you start a couple days before. Or you could just play sick and hide out. And uh, you could play sick and hide out. And then. Um, uh be sick on christmas and then shop the after christmas sales yeah, yeah. and then pretend like you had planned the right way all the time if you're if you're a total skinflint yeah. you could do it that way <laughs> Uh, By the way, this segment of Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio was sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by clicking on their special offer at KeysToRiches.com forward slash KeepMyID. Click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So as we think about this week's key and uh, we remember that, take emotion out of the picture we've already done. So we want to focus on the progress or so we want to focus on keeping our passions in perspective. So we want to focus on being enthusiastic and excited about earning money, but we want to be impartial when it comes to spending and appropriating it. And so the season or the holiday season or special occasions is one of those times we have to think about that. And I, and I challenge you, um, this is about self-esteem. This is about a whole bunch of things, When we talk about this and, and, you know, we've kind of, uh, in, in the past, I, I highlight one aspect of it or another, but I'm going to try to squeeze them all in today about why this key is so important. Uh, because during the year, it's not as prescient as it is right now because we're in the middle of the holiday season Mm -hmm. or we're getting ready to click off because, because, because Black Friday doesn't exist anymore. It's Black November. (laughs) I started doing some appearances around the country on local radio programs about how how now we don't even have Black Friday anymore. It's Black Monday or or Black November. And we've got, uh, you know, a Black Friday store on Amazon that's already launched. Wow. You know, so you can do your Black Friday shopping now on Amazon. It's crazy, you know. I mean, I started seeing Christmas stuff at Home Depot, you know, at the yeah, end of August. Yeah, me too. yeah, you know. So, so, so we're getting ridiculous in our grab for holiday cash, and and they know that if you allow your emotions to get the best of you and your desire to bring pleasure and avoid pain, you're going to go shop on Christmas stuff. Yeah holiday stuff, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, Hanukkah, they give presents every day, like at least Christmas is just one day, but Hanukkah is like seven days worth of it. Right. for, for yeah. every day when you light the candle, I don't know much about it, but yeah, you, get a present every day, yeah. yeah you, you light the candle and you get a present every day. So, I mean, so so that's pricey in and of itself too. You know, I don't know what they do for Kwanzaa. I know Festivus can be whatever Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever for Festivus. Um, but uh, so, a, so as we think about this key, we need to take a step back and think about what is it about this. So there's two sides to, uh, giving there's giving and there's the receiving. Okay. And so, um, giving is never about the recipient. It's always about the giver. So what we have to do is we have to think in terms of that. And most people don't think about it because we're thinking about, oh, I bet this person would just love it, whatever it is, that crazy sweater, that whatever it is, that that gadget. And we think in terms as the spender or the giver, we think in terms of the recipient and what they would like or what they've asked for. You know, I remember my first... um, in-laws on Thanksgiving would hand me a list of their demands, as I called it, for Christmas, <laughs> which took all the fun out of Christmas shopping for them. Yeah. But uh, so, Can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I never bought them anything on the list, by the way. So uh, uh, I had my own way of tasty sweet revenge because I just would donate to charity on their behalf. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's so, and, and I would give them a card, and they used to it just, oh, it just really upset them. That must have been hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, it was. it was. It was very good um, because it made a difference in other people's lives. That's why, yeah. that's why it was so great. But giving is always about the giver. And you may not think about it because you may think about, oh, I, I, I like to give. It makes me feel good to make other people happy. But that's the point. That's, giving yeah. is selfish. It is a selfish activity. And if you look at people that deliberately impoverish themselves, so they're giving to the extreme. Anybody that asks for anything, can I borrow five bucks? Can I do this? They, they overgive to their kids. They overgive to their families or spiritual organizations, whatever. And they have nothing. We're on the more of on the psychosis side. We're dealing with a self-esteem issue. Okay. We're dealing. So overgiving is about your previous programming. So this has to do with how you grew up. Did you come from a big family that you were forced to share or you were told, how dare you have your own dreams? How dare you think big? Money doesn't grow on trees, things like that. So that bubbles up. And so we can justify overspending on the holidays because it's for somebody else. You're not buying for you. But ideally you're buying for you because you're satisfying that need to spend. You're satisfying that need for gratification because when we buy, we give it to somebody else. Somebody has to say thank you. We are in search of something, gratitude, you know, um, commemoration, thankfulness. We're looking for something, some validation from an external source when we give a gift. Uh, and, and that's a, that's an okay thing. Uh, the problem is when the self-esteem becomes a part of it and you're doing it for manipulation, yeah. like, um, so many people I know, um, in my immediate family and of relatives that I have seen in my coaching clients that give to get, their families know that they're a target because I deal with high net worth individuals when I do my financial coaching. And so people give them gifts that they clearly can't afford to be giving under the auspices that they're going to get something fabulous in return. Yeah, it's an investment. But when we look at the rules of etiquette and good breeding and good manners, our only obligation is to say thank you. If you do not open the present in person, then a handwritten note is required, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's it. You know, um, we're looking for, you know, veneration. We're looking for something out of it. So every time, you know, like, let's say you buy this fabulous sweater that makes your girlfriend's eyes look just so magnificent. So every time she wears that and gets a compliment, she's going to say, thank you. My friend, Lisa bought this for me or my friend, Joe bought yeah. this for me or my husband yeah. got it for me. Okay. Yeah. And so every time that she says that, She's venerating the person that gave the gift, and it may even make her think about saying something to that person. Thank you so much for that sweater. Every time I wear it, I get compliments. So you get a secondary wave of validation and gratitude when you give a gift. But giving is always about you. It's never about the recipient. Mm -hmm. And if you're not giving to get, if you're giving for the right reasons, because it brings you pleasure and because you like the veneration, that's one thing. But Nobody, especially the rules of etiquette, say an eye for an eye, and nobody ever says that you have to give at all. Because when somebody invites you to to an event, and think about this, think about switching the tables as as the recipient. If somebody invites you to, um, or I'm sorry, if you invite somebody to your special occasion or event, your kid's graduation, some sort of holiday celebration. Wedding, you name it, childbirth, whatever. If you Are you looking to get something out of that person? Or are you looking for them to enjoy the event with you? Likely, you're looking for the latter. And so you want their presence in the ENCE form and not presence in the ENTS form. And so if that's what you're thinking and somebody invites you and... Maybe they have more means. You shouldn't have to feel obligated to bring an ENTS with you because they're looking for your ENCE. Thank them, venerate them, lavish them with gratitude and thankfulness. Be thoughtful. Maybe if you have an orchard, you know, you have a few trees of fruit, make a fruit basket. You know, do something that's inexpensive within your budget. But we have the card up philosophy here at the Keys to Riches uh, radio program, and it's part of our Unlock Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And my giving is there's a card up philosophy because that's all you're required to do when you receive. And sometimes we don't receive because we don't feel worthy. And if somebody takes the time to give you a gift, even if it's an expensive one, you should accept it. The only exception to that rule is if it's an advance of affections. So if you have a suitor, or what's the female version of a suitor? Good question. A, a suitor? A stalker. No! <laughs> No. But if somebody's like giving you a gift under the auspices of romance and you are not wanting to advance those romantic notions, then you need to politely refuse the gift and let them know that you do not feel the same way. Because accepting that gift would be leading somebody on and you wouldn't want to be led on. Yeah. Um, and so you need to be upfront. Don't drag it out. Don't don't accept the gifts because they're being so nice and you want to let them down gently. There's no such thing. Yeah. Because they don't go down gently. They go down as a stalker. <laughs> and they're shot down in front of your house because they're trying to creep in your back door. So. <laughs> So you don't want that. um, So you need to decline the romantic advances, but always accept a gift because that's somebody else's value assessment. Just because you don't think you're worthy of something doesn't mean somebody else doesn't value you in that way. And if they have more means, take the gift. Yeah, Because by refusing it, It's an insult, and you're not giving them what they're after. Just like when you give a gift, you're after gratitude, thankfulness. So receive the gift. You are worthy. Just because you don't think you're worthy doesn't mean others don't think you're worthy. That has to do with prior programming. And you need to say, I am whole, healed, and complete, and I am worth whatever someone gives me. I am worthy of this expensive Mm -hmm. or extravagant present. And you should be worthy of it. Because being a good giver is about being a good recipient. And a gracious recipient knows that there's no further obligation. Mm-hmm. And so if you cannot give at the level somebody else can give, that's okay. They're only looking for gratitude and thankfulness. And so thank them. Do a handwritten card. Color it in. Decorate it. Put stars and glitter and fun things on it. Like my girlfriend always does. She breaks out markers. And she does these, she buys a regular card that has a sentiment already in there, but then she just makes it fantabulous oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by all of her fabulous little creative embellishments. She's an artist, so that's what she does. Yeah. And that's how she says thanks. And that's all that we're obligated to do. If you visit our website at KeysToRiches com, you can download our savings, uh, our holiday savings planner, and you can effectively estimate what holidays are coming up, who you want to give for, and whether or not you want to just give them a card or something more. And then you can start saving using our reduce it to the ridiculous plan, like we do in our dreams with deadlines key, when we strategize and we create our healthy savings and spending plan. Part of what we do is we reduce it to the ridiculous and we create, that's a selling technique, but we've made it a savings technique. So that way you can plan and and create your spending plan and then start saving now a few bucks a Because you have 364 of them until the next opportunity comes along. And there's no excuse for, you know, quinceañeras, bar and bat mitzvahs, and graduations, because you have effectively a decade or more to plan for that child's party. So there's no excuses in that realm. Thanks so much for being a part of today's show. For more great resources, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.